and you are listening to Dream Infringement. Dream Infringement is a super squad of four friends, resident power couple Bobby and Emily Castillo, Adara Burns, RN, and Jennifer, no such thing as TMI, Woodside. That's me. Boy, that's me. So I've taken over this episode because I have a lot to tell you and a lot to catch you up on. But before we get to that, I'd like to play you a song that I originally played back in 2016 on our first introduction episode. But I think it still fits and I still really love it. So this is God Help the Girl with God Help the Girl. Jennifer again. You might have noticed that I hadn't been on the show from November to April, and you might have heard my co-host allude to sickness or a surgery, and maybe wondered what was happening. What happened to Jennifer? This. I was diagnosed with breast cancer in November, and for me, already dealing with an anxiety disorder, getting a cancer diagnosis dropped on top of that caused my head to implode and I kind of shut down. I had one task and it was one that I was not handling very well and my one task was to get through this diagnosis. Everything else got pushed aside for a while but I'm on the other side of the experience now As you may know, I like writing parodies, and I decided to write a lot of them to cover my entire experience from the first test to present day. It was really cathartic for me to work through it, and now I I know I don't have the best voice. I'm not always in tune or with the beat, but I'm still a little proud of it because I think some of the songs fit the situation so well. I don't have a clever title. I've just been calling it Jennifer's Breast Cancer Musical. And so I have a few disclaimers for you. In this episode, I talk about cancer a lot. And if that's something that's a difficult subject for you or is emotionally stressful, you don't have to put yourself through it. Just tune in next week. I'm sure the theme won't be about breasts. We're not that kind of show. Also, I say the word breast and boob a lot throughout. So it's in a clinical sense, but still, if that's problematic, then again, might be better to skip the show for now. Everything I say about my experiences, thoughts, and what I went through is just my opinion. I'm not a doctor. I don't have any special medical certification or abilities. And so it's a very personal thing everyone has to decide for themselves. It's all about finding what works for you, what you feel is the best for you physically, what you can live with mentally. And so it's different for everybody. When I hear someone say that they have cancer, My anxious mind goes to the worst case scenario. My stomach gets all in knots. Um, Because I've had a few people that I knew and loved that did pass away from cancer. So I wanted to let you know that I'm okay. We got it all. I'm cancer free. 
It didn't seem right to keep anyone in that state of suspense about how happy or sad the ending to the story would be. So just know I'm okay. I look a bit different and I am not thrilled about it. But when I consider the alternatives, I'm accepting this and now it's about moving forward. And normally too, when I saw that a book or a movie was about cancer, I usually wouldn't read it or would turn off the television because generally it was an inspiring journey with a very depressing end. And I don't think this story fits that criteria. I'm, I'm just an intense person who tends to focus on negative things and I use humor to help pull me out of it. My perspective and experience is really one of the only things that I have to offer to pay it forward, to let people know, yeah, you should get that test done that the doctor bugs you about, even though no one wants to. Anyway, this has been a long introduction, and now, on to the show. It all started when I saw a lot of promotions for October 17th, the Think Pink Breast Cancer Awareness Day, and I thought it was probably time that I should get my first mammogram. I am the very model of a modern health-conscious female. I have info on equality, birth control, and physical. I know the reads of cancer, and I know the facts statistical. For mammograms to gene tests, in order categorical. I'm very well acquainted, too, with matters memorical. I understand preventive measures, they are not ignorical. About early detection saving lies, I'm teeming with a lot of news. And that I myself should be tested now that I am 42. It was not as bad as I had heard stories tell, but it was uncomfortable and it was awkward. It feels like the mammogram machine is not actually built with the human body in mind. Um, When I was in there, the imaging person I don't know what the title is. I was like, hmm, do you mind if I get some more images on that left side? And I said, ha ha ha, sure, of course. Anything to save me from having to come back in. But in my mind, I was like, and this is how it starts. Then I had to wait a little while to get the results back.
went in for a biopsy. I won't go into the details, but it was unpleasant, quite. It's been getting so hard Getting ready to have a biopsy Oh oh And I don't know what they'll find Or how painful that it could be Oh I see a levitating table hop on if you're able And a needle as big as a gun Two nurses in the corner with lidocaine Ignore her, count to ten and it's done Oh yeah, it was a biopsy Stereo stripped me. Later, ice was soothing. Took a pain pill and started grooving. And the nurse and the scrub said, You'll have results back and try not to worry till then. They all tried to calm me. It's all probably nothing. Just hope for the best biopsy blitz. Biopsy blitz. Biopsy blitz. Biopsy blitz. So there was more waiting for results. My doctor called the day before Thanksgiving. Girl, I must warn you the results, they came back cancerous. Yeah, yo, situation is serious. Let's cure it, cause we're running out of time. It's all so horrible, but at least we caught this from the start mm -hmm. It would have been a deadly But it didn't spread that far Check it out I'm referring you to surgery And they'll tell you what should be And the general surgeon said Great news spreading Dead. Cancer. That breast has cancer. Early detection is saving lives from cancer. If I were you, I'd take precautions. Mastectomy is the only thing to do. But you have some options. So I went home and I cried a lot and my mom said Hands, put your empty hands in mine And scars, show me all the scars you hide And hey, if your wings are broken Please take mine so yours can open too Cause I'm gonna stand by you Oh, tears make a lot of scoops in your eyes and hurt. I know you're hurting, but so am I. And love, if your wings are broken, borrow mine so yours can open too. Cause I'm gonna stand by you, even if we're breaking down. We can find a way to break through. Cause even if we can't find heaven, I'll walk through hell with you. Love, you're not alone Cause I'm gonna stand by you 
Even if we can't find heaven, I'm gonna stand by you. Even if we can't find heaven, I'll walk through hell with you. Love, you're not alone. Cause I'm gonna stand by you. So then I had to do a lot of research and to try and figure out my options and learn a whole bunch of new medical terms. Let's talk about breast baby. Let's talk about memories. Let's talk about all the treatments and the options that may be. Let's talk about breast. Let's talk about breasts. Let's talk about breasts. Let's talk about breasts. Lumpectomy or mastectomy. Radiation, chemo, partial. Have one or both removed? Flatties, onesies, implants are reconstructed out of you. Get your genes tested for BRCA and HER2. Lymph node, biopsy, pathology. It's all about those margins. Type, stages, grades. Talking a new jargon. DCIS, IVC, ILC, metastatic, mixed tumor. Lobular, mucinous, inflammatory. It's like your boobs are trying to kill you. Imaging, consults, surgeons, doctors, and tests. So then I went to a plastic surgeon to kind of see what they thought my options were. I was trying to avoid implants because I just don't like the concept. Um, and I was trying to see if they could do some sort of like tissue transfer. But the nurse and I didn't really hit it off. Nurse came in under fluorescent lights and said, this is for your implant right. Oh, you have insurance, you fortunate one, cause girls just wanna have their boobs done. Yeah, girls just want their boobs done. I don't really understand your plight, cause this will solve all the problems in your life. Do you want to go up two sizes or one? Cause girls just want to have their boobs done. Yeah, uh, girls just want to have. That's all they really want. Big boobs. So we traveled up to Portland to meet with like a breast oncology specialist and also a plastic surgeon that did do different kinds of tissue type microsurgeries and there was actually a tumor board a panel of specialists and they all kind of took a look at my imaging they requested the biopsy samples just to make sure that there wasn't anything invasive and that it was still all DCIS as far as they could tell Nothing else we can do, Conte Martino. I made an appointment for surgery, though I really didn't want to. It's what I had to Your body will be forever changed and you think you'll be ugly. You 
have to grieve and it makes you cry you cry you start to forget you are more than this so much more and you will survive you will you will you will time to say So my surgery was scheduled for March 18th in the morning and actually slept okay. Cried a little bit on the way there. Mostly was just a lot of waiting. I'm in a waiting room stuck with IVs and tubes but they give me out of Anna and now I'm floating. Come to wheel me off And my mom starts to cry I'm on a table surrounded by lights And a nurse holds my hand Hey now, hey now Make a dream and go there Hey now, hey now The doctor repeats Breathe in, breathe in I start to drift slowly out then. Now I start to come to And I'm in agonizing pain And I have to wait for the morphine to do its thing Then I just want to sleep But no one will let me And the room's really small We struggle to move in a cramped space Hey now, hey now, it'll soon be over Hey now, hey now, and I'll discharge you Hold on, hold on, it's just an overnight stay Then you can be home again My mom decided to stay overnight with me in the hospital room And it was very small um, and they finally found her a very tiny turquoise recliner and it was actually a really huge comfort to just know she was there that I if I needed even like a tiny tiny thing or just to to cry or someone to talk to um, that she was just right there Afterlife wants 
for me to know I'm special That I shine really bright Kinda creeped out, but it's alright Hey now, hey now After the longest night that I've ever had became the longest morning that I ever had, the hospital was going on lockdown because of coronavirus, and so all the nurses had been pulled in for some kind of emergency meetings. It took a while for them to process my discharge and just let me go. So my mom and I were just sitting there, packed, ready anxious, just wanting to get out of there. And we actually started singing this song <laughs> at the time. Kept up with a night shift nurse, my loyal mother and me, to check my drain, measure my pee. Kept up all night, my hair's a fright Well, I feel so exhausted I want to go home So disconnect that IV too And tell the morning nurse I'm ready for the doctor Let me go home Let me go home I wanna go home, yeah, yeah. I'm so exhausted, I wanna go home. Well, it took us several hours, had to confirm my past gas, ordered some breakfast, comb my hair, brush my teeth, ready to go. Please don't leave me alone, oh, oh, please bring me a wheelchair, cause I wanna go home. When I got home, like I wasn't in a lot of pain, but I was really uncomfortable and my body was freaking out. Um, I was sleeping most of the day away and when I woke up I was starving and just very emotional like I'd wake up and I would have horrific panic attacks and just be crying and crying and then I'd have to eat and then I'd go back to sleep and was like a very chaotic weird blurry hazy time that was very unpleasant I got home I don't remember when and I've been in a day since then well they said my pathology reports came back clean don't need no radiation or chemotherapy it was hard to be happy when my brain was always sad I think my anesthesia was bad now I just sleep all day and wake up ravenous and I'm staying over at my parents place 
So many boyfriends, why do they always leave? Seriously, why are they always leaving? Don't get me started on Haley D. Murder Mysteries. Why do I have so many panic attacks? I lost my breath, can't get it back. Downing Xanax like it's just Tic Tacs. friends. Um, there wasn't a lot that they could do because of quarantine, but people sent a lot of cards and flowers and dropped things by and just expressed like so much love and kindness and sympathy. Well, we just heard the news wanted to say that we offer our deepest sympathies so don't hesitate please don't hesitate we'll be here whenever you need oh darling darling we stand by you Still the same you And don't be afraid To ask for anything That you need You may cry You may cry And shed so Many tears But we've always Stood Stood by you So darling Darling we stand By you Stand by you, stand by you. Some sweet harp action. Uh, yes, we are halfway into the show, and you can consider this an intermission of sorts. 
and to let you know that you are listening to KSKQ 89.5 FM Ashland, Oregon and KSKQ Translator K231CW 94.1 FM Medford, Oregon also streaming at www.kskq.org You're in the midst of the Dream Infringement Hour this week's theme was actually just an entire musical um, about Jennifer, that's me, uh, breast cancer journey. So if you're stepping in in the middle of that, you probably were a little bit confused. And we do upload all our episodes on SoundCloud or iTunes if you wanted to hear something over again or uh, tell a friend or share the experience with somebody that you know. So now that I have let you know what you're listening to, where you're listening to it, all of that information, (laughs) um, I will return you to the musical portion. And yes, there will be a harp involved, of course. So after surgery like this, you have a drain. It's, I don't think it's six inch piece of plastic where the fluid um, then drains out into kind of like a bulb that you have to empty and measure. And once it gets to a certain amount or down to a certain amount, then they'll remove it. But as you start to heal, your skin gets tighter and tighter around it and it gets like pokier and you're just constantly reminded of it. It is insanely uncomfortable if you're an anxious person like myself, you begin to get a little claustrophobic. Drains, 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 I'm so sick of drains. It's this dumb plastic tube that I long to remove. I really just can't continue. How long does this drain have to stay? It's in the way, remove it. So hard to sleep. It's poking me all through the night. Torture. Here I am stuck in the middle of a lockdown. Doctors don't see. Not emergency. So I watch a lot of videos to show me how it needs to be gone right now. Sterilize my scissors and such and my gauze pads to remove it. Remove it. I normally don't self-operate. It's just this drain that I hate. Remove it now. Don't make me wait one second more. The drain I abhor. Remove it. I took it out home on my own and the relief was instant. So that was one problem solved. Now that I no longer had a drain and wearing like the medical camisole for that drain, another problem became apparent. If you have a uniboob used to dressing for two and you've gone through all your outfits, can't find a bra that fits. Something that has compression, allows lymphatic flow, but does not constrict. Need a bra that fits. Because you can't get your prosthesis till you've healed enough to receive it. 
Only lonely, try your shirts in all styles, but you'll look oddly lopsided all the while. There's no bra that fits. Have you seen the wireless? Low impact and seamless. Goldilocks of lingerie. Imagine my total dismay. Needs more support. Too tight, itchy, and not just right. Spending every dime for a fit. That's sublime. If you have a uniboob, used to dressing or two. Everything you own just isn't it. Try to find a bra that fits, man. Not that I was going anywhere where anyone would see me. It kind of worked out to be recovering and away uh, while quarantine was going on, except for the fact that you could get a virus that could kill you. That, that part wasn't so great. I feel so unsure. Don't want to leave my house store as statistics rise and more people die it reminds me I should stay in my house and hide will I ever go outside again I pace around the apartment that I live in and I want quarantine to end but I obey the rules so I blues mass hysteria ensues it prolongs the issue will i ever go outside again i pace around the apartment that i live in and i want quarantine to end but i obey the rules so i walk around the block again avoid the neighbor kids by cycling i feel bad but i still so here I am on the other side of the experience and I'm glad that it's no longer hanging over me I don't have to wait around for test results anymore that I'm cancer free and that I can truly start recovering and trying to reclaim a sense of normalcy after everything that happened and I have one last song blackbird singing in the dead of night take these broken wings and learn to fly all your life you are only waiting for this moment to arise I find myself 
when I find myself in times of trouble. Jehovah God, He comforts me, speaking words of wisdom. Let it be. And in my hour of darkness, when I pray into eternity, grant me thoughts of wisdom. Let it be. Singing in the dead of night Take these sunken eyes and learn to see All your life You were only waiting for this moment to be free Blackbird, fly Blackbird, fly Into the light dark black night. for though they may be parted there is still a chance that they will see there will be answers let it be blackbird singing in the dead of night take these broken wings and learn to fly all your life moment to arise you were only waiting for this moment to arise you were only waiting for this moment to arise the end you did it you reached the end wait wait Okay, now it's truly over. Had to play you out with that harp clip. So as I was going through all of this, I noticed that there was a lot of breast cancer slogans. You know, fight like a girl, survivor, warrior, I kicked cancer's butt. And I personally never really identified with those things because I never felt like I was fighting. Like there wasn't an opponent. It was just stuff that was happening to me and I was like frantically trying to cope. And basically what I did was show up to doctor's appointments where they scheduled more appointments and I just showed up to those and then now here we are. But I will say around the same time we had a family like friend acquaintance who passed away from brain cancer but it was uh, originated as breast cancer that metastasized and I was told that she had never had a mammogram in her entire life and so I couldn't help but wonder what could it have been preventable and I knew with a certainty that my outcome would have been that um, just based on the results that my pathology reports came back with and so it just highlighted the importance to have tests and mammograms. They say statistically 
one out of eight women will get breast cancer before the age of 80. Don't know when the last time they updated those statistics. And they, they found a correlation for people who are like more likely to get breast cancer for women who are tall, who've never had children or who had children but didn't breastfeed them, women who started their period before the age of 12, uh, women who are overweight, they seem to have higher prevalence. And then just in the world at large, we're subject to a lot of chemicals that affect our hormones. A lot of these cancers are hormone positive, which means they're cancers that basically like feed on hormones. And so you'll see in a lot of products, there'll be a disclaimer, like this has been known to cause cancer. And we're subject to all of that and it's around us day to day. So even if you don't have um, a family history or any genetic predisposition, we're all still kind of at risk for it. No one's like handed a certificate of immunity to this. So always good to get tested. You know, I always thought that I would feel like invaded if I got cancer, that it would feel like something foreign and parasitic maybe, but I didn't feel invaded. I felt betrayed by my body because so much of my body is trying to keep me alive. Like it's breathing, it's pumping blood, it's doing all of these things. So I like don't stick something in my eye or uh, don't choke or (laughs) so many things are happening. And the fact that a few cells could just go on strike and bring the whole system crashing down felt like an immense betrayal like body whoa what are you doing this isn't this isn't the game plan I feel like we talked about this and this definitely was not in our mission statement well it seems like a good time for a non-parody song break the song I picked is called Razzle Dazzle Rose by Camera Obscura one of the lead vocalists Carrie Landers tragically passed away in 2015 from osteosarcoma so it seemed like a good episode to take a little moment to remember her here we go I still love that band so I've been asked a few times if I got a mammogram because I felt like a lump or like had pain or for any reason and the answer to that is I did not feel it I just thought I was that age when we're supposed to start getting them done. So prior to this, I thought that all breast cancer came in the form of like a tumor or a lump, but actually what I ended up having is called DCIS, which is ductal carcinoma in situ, which means that it is all in the ducts. And at the stage they found it, it's almost known as like a precancer cancer because it hasn't become invasive. It hasn't spread out anywhere like into the lymph nodes or anything. Um, And for some people, if it's a very slow moving thing, they don't even have to do anything about it. But mine tested as an aggressive fast growing type. So it was going to cause me some trouble in the future. And how it, it was spread so diffusely 
that they couldn't it was spread so diffusely that there was no way to remove just the cancerous parts because it was pretty much the entire breast so I really didn't have an option about trying to do a lumpectomy or anything other than a mastectomy unfortunately I think it's time for another song break uh, this song is by the Decemberists and one of their band members Jenny was diagnosed with breast cancer a few years ago I remember uh, when she played at the Brit it was one of the few shows that she played during that time uh, because they're located in Portland so I think it was close enough where it wasn't too strenuous for her to go and I remember just screaming we love you Jenny because I was so excited to see her back and kind of a weird memory now I don't know what she felt like the other side of it but she continues in good health and I'm so glad so this is the Decemberist with a January hymn that song is so pretty right so at this point I am just flat on one side statistically the risk to the other side was low enough where the doctors consider it an elective surgery they'll definitely remove both if you feel very anxious and like it's something that you need to do proactively for yourself but they didn't consider it necessary and I felt comfortable just monitoring it with routine imaging and at the time I was very glad to only be dealing with recovering from one side because it meant I still had a good side that I could sleep on um, that I could move around lift things I only had to deal with drains on the one side and the scar tissue is quite the thing um, most of my chest on that side is very numb I'm having to go to physical therapy to work on mobility because it's very limited and so I'm glad to have a side that has that just feels normal and regular and I have normal regular movement on that side uh, so for me that seemed like the better option though it is tricky to find clothing and bras that accommodate this and, and I definitely thought of reconstruction this was not my original goal but uh, as I said implants I just felt like it wasn't a good idea for me I think I would be too anxious about if I was experiencing implant illness like no matter how many statistics they have saying that they're they're safe I just couldn't wrap my mind around that and then the tissue transfer uh, it involves like up to seven days in the hospital six to eight weeks recovery um, and it's it's a microsurgery so it's like a seven to thirteen hour surgery and after having spent one day in the hospital and four weeks recovery I realized I'm not a good candidate for that I felt like that just undid me I, I fell apart so that wasn't so good um, I haven't been fitted for a prosthesis yet because of corona and everything and uh, I don't know right now just being in quarantine where no one sees me like I walk around the block for exercise but 
it's not affecting anybody. No one's having commentary or opinions on it. And so it feels like this is just my natural state and this is the most comfortable thing to do. But I don't know if that'll change as I have to like interface with the public who is sometimes mean and unforgiving. So it might weigh a little bit more on my self-confidence and I might want to pursue that option. I kind of feel like, good God, I've been through enough. Just let me be comfortable. We shall see. I would really like to thank KSKQ and Community Radio for giving me an opportunity to have a voice on air and a forum and a place where I could share this message. Where else on earth, right? So thank you. Thank you all. My co-hosts, Emily, Bobby, and Adara, for all your support and your patience. And of course, my friends and my family, anyone who wished me well, sent up a prayer. I truly appreciate it deeply from the bottom of my heart very much. I'm going to play you out with a song by the fantastically talented Eva Cassidy, um, who we lost in 1996 to melanoma. And this is her cover of True Colors. <laughs> 